praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor CJ coming to you live this morning on Christmas Eve. Amen. The live this morning on Christmas Eve. So here we are, Christmas Eve, and it is Sunday, and this is Pastor CJ's Sunday school class. So we want to talk about some things this morning. Of course, we're going to talk about the birth of Jesus Christ as we celebrate the birth of Jesus today. Um, on this, on this, uh, <laughs> on this Christmas Eve day, and I want to invite you all to come to the Bowden Church of God as we get ready to celebrate the Lord this morning uh, in our candlelight service. Amen. Candlelight service. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God for that. I can see we are already having some issues with Facebook again. Uh, doesn't want to. Um, does not want to connect with Facebook this morning for some reason. So let's just try that again. All right, we'll just see what we can do. Let's see if we can't figure this out on Facebook for just a moment. All right, let's go back into here. Let's see where we at on Facebook. Let's try this again. All right, a second attempt on Facebook this morning. All right, we're back live on Facebook again. Listen, if you're watching me live on Facebook, we've been having a lot of issues with staying connected to Facebook for some reason. Uh, so I want to encourage you to go to the BowdenCOG.org website. That is Bowden, B-O-W-D-O-N-C-O-G.org website and click on to our radio station button on the website that will connect you to our internet radio station where we are live and where we are connected and we don't have any issues like we have on facebook so uh, i've been experiencing some problems on facebook so i just want to encourage you to go there and to be able to tune in to a pastor cj sunday school class this morning so let's go to the lord in prayer today father we thank you that today is the day that you have made and Father, we rejoice in your presence today. God, we thank you, Lord, that we are able to connect with others online, through Facebook, internet, radio, any way possible we can connect to them, God. We thank you, Lord, that we have this technology to reach out to those that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, that are hungry for your word. And Father, we pray today, Lord, as today is Christmas Eve, Lord, that you will bless the families. God, you will bless all the families of the Bowden Church of God. Lord, that you'll give them a special Christmas this year. Lord, that you will bless all of our listeners and, and uh, Facebook watchers out there, God. Lord, that you will bless them and, and increase their faith today. Lord, and bless them with a wonderful Christmas. Because we've come to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Matthew... We're going to look at Matthew's gospel, and we're going to go to, um, uh, let's see here, let's go to, let's go to verse 18 and verse 1. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and then we'll go into chapter 2, looking at the birth of Jesus Christ this morning. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child, of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not to take thee, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted is God with us. And by the way, that's Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he, born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. But when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not at least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he said to them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when he had found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now I want to stop right here and, and point out some things uh, that a lot of people don't know. Uh, a lot of people think of the nativity set. And in the nativity set, you've got the shepherds, you've got Jesus in the manger, um, and Joseph and Mary there with them. You've got the animals surrounding them, and then you have the wise men. But that is not what the scripture says. What the Bible says, and you go to... Um, in verse 11, it says that when the wise men, when they came into the house, so the stable was not a house. And it says when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary. Now, what really happened here is the wise men were not at the stable. Only the shepherds were at the stable. The wise men didn't get there until almost two years later. Almost two years later before um, the wise men show up. And we know this because later on, in the, in, as we read in the scriptures, Herod sends his soldiers to kill all of the newborn babies two years old and under. Two years old and under because he knew that was about the age of the child. He wanted to kill the Messiah. He was jealous. He was afraid uh, that the Messiah would, would be uh, taken over his kingdom and his kingdomship. So he sent his soldiers into Bethlehem to kill all the two-year-old and under babies. And so we know that when Jesus was born, the star appeared in the sky. That's when the star appeared. 
And then the wise men took their journey to get to him. And it took them a while. It took them about two years to get to him. And, uh, and so we see this in verse 11, that he went into the house where they were in verse 11. And so we praise God for that. He went into the house with a young child and, and Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, we just had a beautiful Christmas play here last week um, about the three gifts. And I want to encourage you to go on, um, on our online, go to the, uh, the Bowden Church of God YouTube channel, and you will be able to watch that. Also, it's on my Facebook here. And for all those logging in this morning, good to see you, Sister Heather, Sister Linda. Uh, I just want to encourage you guys. Uh, Facebook has been kicking us off. We haven't been able to stay connected with Facebook for a very long time. So I want to encourage you to go to our website at bowdencog.org and go to our radio uh, button, radio station, internet radio, and we are live on there. So we want, we're not going to get kicked off the radio station, but we may get kicked off Facebook again. So I want to encourage you to do that. All right, so we're talking about the birth of Jesus and, and the exact details of what happened here. So they saw his star in the east, and they've come to worship him, is what they told Herod. And this went on, uh, like I said, their journey for about two years, and then they finally came to Bethlehem. Now here's the thing about Bethlehem, is Bethlehem is uh, just uh, about two miles away from Jerusalem at that time. Bethlehem is very close to Jerusalem. I mean, in modern day times, we would probably just include, like we do, you know, we say Douglasville is part of Atlanta. We would probably just say Bethlehem was part of Jerusalem because it was only like two miles away from the, the city limits of, uh, of Jerusalem. There was Bethlehem. And Bethlehem was the, the place where the shepherds, the priest shepherds, now this is so important, the priest shepherds that raised the sheep for the sacrifice in the temple. They had to be a spotless lamb to go before the temple and to be sacrificed in the temple. This is what's beautiful, is that Jesus Christ is the spotless lamb of God, and the child Jesus Christ, the baby, had to be born in Bethlehem where the lambs are born, the sheep, <laughs> for the sacrifice in the temple. And so here's Jesus being born, the Son of God, a spotless Lamb of God, in the very place where the sheep are born in Bethlehem. To this, and the shepherds that guard these sheep are the ones who get to come and worship Him and see Him. No wonder the angels appeared to the shepherds first and told them of the, the Lamb of God. It said, Behold the Lamb of God. And, and John the Baptist even said, Behold the Lamb of God. He was the Lamb of God born in Bethlehem. Amen. And Bethlehem is also called the, the house of bread. Uh, so we know the house of bread is Bethlehem. And Jesus said that he was the bread of life. Amen. I mean, <laughs> amen. There's just so much connection here. It's just incredible and overwhelming. Amen. So now turn with your Bibles with me to the book of Luke. In the book of Luke, and for all those that are logging on, yes, we are having church this morning. In case you didn't get the word, we will be uh, having church here at 11 o'clock candlelight service this morning. Amen. Come and, and worship the Lord with us this morning. Luke chapter 2, uh, we're going we're gonna to go back here to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to go through this. 
because Luke does not talk about the shepherds. He does not talk about the shepherds at all. And, uh, and so it's amazing here. And you think, well, maybe Luke just did, he forgot and just left that out. No, Luke was a very detailed um, historian. He, he was along for the journey. Uh, he was there. Now he got this, Luke got the details of the birth of Jesus Christ from the mother of Jesus himself. He got the details from Mary. He didn't get, because Luke was not there. So you, you got to go back and you got to realize, first of all, Peter and John and James, all the disciples, they were not there at the birth of Jesus Christ. None of them were. And Luke, he was not even there in the ministry of Jesus Christ. He was not, he was not among the apostles. He was not there in the crowd. He didn't come along until after the resurrection of Christ and begin to hear about all the things. And it looks like a nobleman sent Luke to actually see and investigate. He was like a journalist, I guess you could say in this manner, see and investigate what was going on. Because in the writings of Luke in the first part of chapter 1 and also in the book of Acts, he refers to uh, Theopolis, which means lover of God, but he refers to Theopolis, and we think that Theopolis was actually a person uh, that sent Luke. And so, and Luke was also a doctor. This is what's so special about Luke, is he was also a, a, a physician, and so he went with Paul in his journey and saw the great miracles that the Lord was doing. This is, this is why Luke is so important, and why we need to really pay attention to Luke and everything that he says. So let's go to chapter 2 in the book of Luke. It says, and it, came in, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus to all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Sinaius was the governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house in the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espouse wife, being great with child. And let me stop right here and tell you the prophecies of the Messiah that he had to come from the lineage of David. He had to be in the bloodline. He had to be in the family of David because it was David's descendants that were to be king of Jerusalem. Okay? And so this is also very important. And this is why uh, Luke um, detailed this and brought this out to let everybody know that Jesus Christ did fulfill the, the, the Holy Scriptures. And in verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now we could stop right there and preach a sermon about no room for him in our, in our hearts today. Uh, but we're going to go home. In verse 8, and there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were afraid. Now let me stop right here, and, and let me tell you, back in September, I, I tell the church that we're going into the new year, which is the, right now we just went into the year of 5,784, and that's 5,784 years from Genesis 1 and 1, according to the Hebrew calendar. Also, let me tell you that shepherds and sheep are not in the fields in the middle of winter. 
Let me just say that again. Shepherds and sheep are not in the fields in the middle of winter. Okay? It is believed that Jesus was born around Rosh Hashanah, which is around the middle of September, around the, you know, around September the 15th, around that area somewhere when Rosh Hashanah takes place. So we're about two weeks into September is when Rosh Hashanah is, and this is to believe to be the birth time of Jesus. It's still warm, the sheep are still in the fields, and the shepherds are still in the fields with the sheep. But in the middle of winter, in the middle of December, the shepherds and the sheep are are in their barns or in the stocks or in their. I mean, the, the winters can be brutal in Israel as they are here in America in some places. And so you don't, you're not going to see shepherds and sheep out in zero degree weather out there in the fields. And so I'm telling you this because it wasn't. I forgot what year it was, but it was the Catholic Church that declared December the 25th as the celebration time of Jesus' birth, and then we celebrate today because of it. But the real birth of Jesus Christ was around Rosh Hashanah. It was the middle of September, and that's when the real birth is. Also, it's in the beginning of the new year on the Hebrew calendar. And so I just want to throw that out there to you. And the reason I'm telling you that is because I have, as pastor, I have seen so many people go through depression. They get so depressed during... Uh, December time, and uh, and it builds on them the stress of buying presents and the stress of making sure that Christmas is a, is a beautiful time for their family and that their children remember and all this stuff. And, and a lot of stress can be can come with Christmas because of that kind of pressure. So I like to educate people and tell them that the real birth of Jesus Christ is around Rosh Hashanah, which is the middle of September. When the, and that's when the shepherds would have been out there with the sheep also. So we know this uh, historically by the, the sheep being and, and the shepherds being present, but we also know this by Rosh Hashanah as well. So I like to remind people that, I like to tell people that, that December 25th is not the real birthday of Jesus. It is when the world celebrates, okay? And we're going to celebrate this morning. This is Christmas Eve. We're going to celebrate this morning. And then we're gonna we're gonna have Christmas tomorrow. But think about the word Christmas. You break the word down, and it's Christ, and then Mass. Mass is a celebration. It's a it's a religious service that the Catholics have at midnight, and they have midnight Mass. And that's where the word Mass on Christmas comes from. Okay, and that's where the word Christmas comes from. If you take Mass service, so it was a Christmas service. It was a Christ service where the Catholics came up with, and that's where they brought the words together and called it Christmas. So I just want to remind you of this, because I don't want you to be depressed <laughs> if you're having a hard time uh, making ends meet right now, if you're having a hard time of having that perfect gift for your loved ones. I don't want you to feel stressed about that. I don't want you to... Listen, the, the Lord's not upset with you uh, because your Christmas may not be... Uh, as glamorous as you have dreamed it to be. Uh, we put all this stress on us. I think the devil comes along and puts stress on mankind. Uh, just a young couple the other day um, sent me a text and, and was talking about the, the anxiety that they're under of trying to provide Christmas for their families. And so uh, I just want to remind you of this, that um, the middle of September, so let's go back to 
uh, Luke chapter 2. And again, if you're coming on here, good morning, Sister Anita. I encourage you to go onto our website because Facebook has been kicking us off a couple of times. And we want to make sure that we stay connected with you this morning. So our website, bowdencog.org. You can click onto the radio button and we are live on the radio right now. Amen. Okay, so let's go back to this here, uh, looking at the shepherds in verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. You know, I have noticed throughout the entire Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, when an angel shows up and manifests his presence to you, you're afraid. Fear oh, yeah. comes to come up. And the angel, in the first words is the angel, fear not, fear not. That's what the first words that the angels have to say. You know, people talk about they want to see the glory of God. Well, you can't handle the glory of God if you can't even handle seeing an angel of God. Right. Um, and so the first words that the angel says is, is fear not. Now, just to recap for just a moment for those who are just coming on board, um, we were talking about how Bethlehem was the 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 place where the lambs of God were born, the sheep, for the temple sacrifice. And so these shepherds were priest-shepherds. They worked under the command of the priests in the temple, and they raised these sheep, the spotless lambs, for the sacrifice in the temple. This is what's beautiful about this story. This is what's beautiful about the historical fact. I mean, I call it a story, but it's a historical fact of the birth of Christ, that Jesus was actually born in the very town that the lambs of God are born in and that the shepherds take care of. So this is a beautiful uh, detail of the wisdom of God and the power of God here. And in verse 10, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, <clears throat> which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, and saying, which was told them concerning the child. And all that they heard it were wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God and all the things that they had heard and seen that was told unto them. And then after that, in verse 21, it goes into uh, the eighth day of Jesus' life and goes into the temple to be circumcised by the priests and coming to Ananias and, and uh, Simon. And so you can go on and read that. But we're at, at verse 20, we are done in Matthew with the but the details of the birth of Jesus Christ. Okay, so like I was telling you earlier, when we looked in uh, Matthew, I mean, excuse me, that's Luke, Luke chapter 20 is where he comes to an end. He does not say anything about wise men. 
He does not say anything. Why? Because the wise men were not there. They were not there until two years. The star in the sky appeared when Jesus was born. And then you go back into Matthew's detail of, of chapter 2. And Matthew talks about how the wise men saw the star in the east and have come to worship him. And it talks about how they went to Herod inquiring because they didn't know. They, they knew they were close because the star was basically above them. They were only two miles away from, um, from Bethlehem. And so here they are. They knew that King Herod was there. They presented themselves to King Herod and inquired of him where the child would be born. And when King Herod found out that the Messiah had been born in Bethlehem, um, the, here's the thing, too, is why didn't King Herod get up and go with the wise men to worship Jesus? If, if King Herod had been um, honest and a good man and wanted to worship the king of kings, he should have gotten up from his royal throne and went with the wise men to find Jesus and worship him. And, um, you know, but he did not. He, he asked them to, you know, come back to him and get and let him know exactly where they find him at. And, of course, the angel told uh, the wise men in a dream that they should not return to Herod, but should uh, leave and go back another way, that Herod was evil. And so Herod then tells his soldiers, now you go to Bethlehem and you kill every child under two years old and under, and, uh, and praise God, the angel of, of the Lord had instructed the wise men, and the wise men instructed Joseph and Mary and told them that they believed that Herod would try to bring harm to the child, and then they, they fled. They left Bethlehem and they went into Egypt. And that is the complete details of the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, and so you got to know the details. Now, here's, here's some things that need to come to mind as we look at this. Is First, we talk about Mary being a virgin girl. She was a virgin girl, probably around the age of 13 is what most, uh, most scholars believe, uh, that she was around the age of 13 and that she had found favor with God for some reason. I guess she, uh, she loved the Lord and she was probably one that was really seeking God in her life. And so she found favor with God and she was a virgin girl. Now, here's the thing. If you cannot believe in the virgin birth of the Messiah, then listen to me, you're not saved. You're not saved. If you cannot believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, then you are not saved. If you do not believe that Mary was a virgin girl and that she gave birth to a boy because she had become impregnated by the power of the Holy Spirit, when she asked the angel, how shall this be, seeing how I know not a man? And he says, the power from on high, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and overshadow you. The power from on high will come upon you and you will conceive from the child. So Jesus was born from a virgin girl who had never been with a man. Now, if you cannot believe that, you're not saved. I'm sorry, but you're not. You have got to believe it. And, and, and if anybody tells you, well, I just cannot believe, that's a lie. You can believe. You choose what you believe. You have the power to believe inside of you. And you choose what you believe. And if you choose not to believe that Mary was a real virgin girl, 
And the reason I'm telling you this is because there has been so many, there has been movies, there has been, uh, there has been people, there has been scholars that have turned against the words of Christ. There's, there's been teachings that Mary was actually raped by a Roman soldier, uh, that she had been with somebody before Joseph. They do everything they could to discredit uh, throughout history, especially in the early church days, uh, to discredit that Mary was actually a virgin girl. If you cannot believe that Mary was a virgin girl and got pregnant by the Holy Ghost, then you are not saved, and I can't help you. I can't, I can't help you pass that because you've got to believe that. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ is the spotless Lamb of God, that His blood is holy, because without the holy blood of Christ, there could be no remission of sins. There could be no blood sacrifice on the cross. There could be no blood sacrifice for our sins if Jesus Christ was conceived by a man. No, he had to be conceived by the Holy Ghost. His blood had to be pure. And science tells us that we get our blood, our DNA, from our fathers. And so our fathers pass on into our bloodstream, into our DNA, and even determine um, if we're going to be a boy or a girl. All this is wrapped up in in the biological uh, field in science. And so we know that to be fact. And so you've got to believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin girl, that he is the spotless lamb of God. And here's a beautiful story here, is he was born in Bethlehem where the lambs of God were born and the shepherds took care and pastured the sheep until they were ready for the sacrifice in the temple. They raised these sheep in the sacrifice of the temple. So here's Jesus being born in Bethlehem and raised for two years in Bethlehem, the spotless Lamb of God, amen, the spotless Lamb of God being raised. And, uh, and so here we are, the perfect Lamb of God, the spotless Lamb of God, and He became the sacrifice on the cross. His holy and pure blood washed away our sins. This is the reason for the season. This is what Christmas is all about. Amen. And even though you now know, as I have shared with you, that Jesus was really born in the middle of September, I want to encourage you to celebrate Christmas. I want to encourage you to celebrate the birth of Christ. Listen, He doesn't care <laughs> that we're not celebrating exactly on His birthday. What He cares about is that we're thinking of Him. What he cares about is that we are celebrating his birth. Amen. Now, the most exciting holiday to me is Easter. This is actually more accurate in history. And it is not about the birth of Christ. It is about the resurrection of Christ. Amen. And we, listen, without Christmas, without the birth of Christ, you cannot have a resurrection of Christ. So we've got to celebrate the birth of Christ to get to the resurrection of Christ. And would you believe... As pastor, I'm already making plans for Easter. <laughs> I'm, I'm already thinking about, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> I'm already excited about Easter and tomorrow's Christmas. So that's where I'm at. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm even talking to my wife about an Easter play. We all pray about an Easter play with me. Amen. Praise God. So thank you so much for tuning on here with me in Pastor CJ Sunday School class. Listen, church starts at 11 a.m. You need to be at the Bowden Church of God this morning and every morning on Sundays and come and hear what thus saith the Lord. We are going to have a candlelight service. We're going to sing some Christmas songs. 
and we are going to worship Jesus Christ. Amen. And we celebrate his birth this morning as the risen Savior. <laughs> the risen Savior had to be born before he could rise. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Amen. Praise God. Y'all just uh, y'all just look over me because I just get excited about the word. Amen. And I hope you do too. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for your power and your word. Lord, I know we've gone over a couple of minutes on our time. But Lord, this is so important. I ask you to bless your people today. Encourage them to come to the house of the Lord, wherever they are, wherever state they're listening to me in. Go to the house of worship and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. And let me close with wishing you a Merry Christmas. God bless.